What's up guys, Kelvin from Winter Circle, and ladies, if you look for a place for luxury hair extension, wigs, and accessories, definitely check out Sobon Virgin Hair Collections. Originating in Baltimore, Maryland, the CEO of Virgin Hair Collections, Rochelle Harnett, provides 9A grade Virgin Brazilian bundles, frontals, and closures. Sobon Virgin Hair provides quality hair products and services to their customers at affordable rates. If you want to learn more about Soulbound Version Hair, visit their website at soulboundversionhair.com and get your bundles today. All right, so welcome to another episode of The Winner's Circle, man. And we're talking about crisis management from the business. And we're talking to our homeboy. You know, that's going to give us all the deets about what to do um, when our business is in trouble, when crisis like this. I think it's probably the biggest crisis everyone is uh, going through and how to manage it all. You know, so it's going to be a good conversation for real. Right. Yeah. So how's it going, Samuel? It's, good. it's going good, man. Just living the dream. Good, good, good. It's glad, you have, glad to have you on the show. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. I see my name Rock. Sam is like my alter ego for sales. That's why I know it's kind of weird looking at it via email. <laughs> that's why it's called Rock for Business. Cool, cool. You know, we all got to have an alias, you know what I'm saying? Always got an alias. Yeah, yeah. Because the, re- the reason why I got it, because when I was in management, mm-hmm. you know, Samuel was the sales side of me because I was a sales guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm more of an introvert. Okay. It got me through the, you know, the mindset of sales and talking and stuff like that. So that was my alter ego again. That's where you got obviously the email from, but but yeah, but to go ahead and jump into crisis management, the the definition of crisis management, right, is to, mm-hmm. it's pretty much how you deal with unexpected situations, right? Things that mm-hmm. pop out of nowhere that you didn't, you know, plan for that you didn't expect. So, no. And a lot of times people think of crisis management and they just jump right into it. They think they have to immediately solve the problem. But you have to look at crisis management on a micro and a macro scale. Mm. My, uh, micro mean, meaning a small problem something that can hurt the brand image like a let's say like a like a bad customer review that you can handle quickly and swiftly and as mm-hmm. a macro sense you know something like covid obviously it can really impact and hurt the business yeah. so that's why it's always better to have contingencies upon contingencies like have a plan for everything um prime example i had a i had a client of mine and he has about you know he does his business through instagram he has about fifty thousand followers on instagram Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know where his whole account was deleted for some strange reason. He didn't do anything about like it. Just his whole account was gone. So yeah. that would be considered a crisis because that's your lifeline, that's your business. If that goes and you didn't, you know, have anything else on the back end, you're gonna be hurting now. Yeah. So we talked through it, and I said, okay, well, let's reach out to Facebook support, see what we can do, and that's what we did. We went through the steps. It took a couple of days, it took like seven days, but he got his account back. Now. What did he learn from that situation? Okay, well, after his account got disabled, he didn't have a backup plan because you focused on another platform to host your business, and that's never really a good thing to do because if the platform goes away, now you're stuck. Yeah. So he learned from that experience, and now, you know, when you have crisis, there's also a learning experience too. Okay, so this has happened again. What systems do I need to put in place? So after that particular situation, he went ahead and, Got his, of course, stuff verified. So set up his, you know, email, phone number. And then he's in the process of building a website. So he built the website so that next time that happens, he can email, he can send um send emails out to his supporters, his followers, to subscribe to his email list. And now he has that with him. 
So when you have a crisis, you can't just jump in and immediately think you can fix the problem because the faster you try to solve the problem is the fastest you're going to make a mistake. You need to sit back and evaluate and understand the problem first. Because a lot of people, they get into crisis and they really don't understand the kind of monster they're dealing with. And then they think about the first solution that comes to mind, which is most likely the wrong solution. So then you dig yourself in a hole that's deeper to get out of. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and what I'm hearing from you is more prevention than cure. You know, you actually got to put all the things out there to see where um, things go like, for example, like the Instagram um, uh, example there is that, you know, maybe I need more more, more than one platform or just not use one to host uh, my main um, uh, source of business. Um, but actually sitting down. And I think uh, what crisis too is always uh, reactive in a sense, because I'm like, oh man, I don't really think about this happening. And something like COVID, no one expects this to happen. Yeah. Um, things like that. So we're more reactive. Um, but I like the fact you're, you're talking about actually sitting down and planning everything out. So what does that plan look like? Like, how would I say that, okay, I need more than Instagram to actually, you know, have my business. I need to think about the scenarios, but what is the sense of actually, what's the steps to actually planning something like that to make sure uh, whatever happens, I, I'm ready for it? Well, you should always, in that situation, you should always create an email list because, and, as, and I'm going to go to just creating an email list with you. Pretty much you have something of value that you can give to people for free in exchange for a piece of information. So for example, my bio, it has a free ebook download. Well, you get, the, you get the free ebook, but you have to give me your email for information. So if you follow me, nine times out of 10, if you like the value, you like the business, you're gonna go ahead and try to get that ebook. And now I have your email. So that way, if Instagram ever goes down, if it ever just, everything just goes left, yeah. I can take your email and let you know, hey man, my account is down but we're still open for business, this, this, and this. So th in that sense, that's easier to prepare for because a lot of people don't think that, you know, bad things can happen on these big social platforms or these, these or just the internet period. So always be thinking about the next step. So I always say, don't just use one platform, have multiple, have a pen, have a Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Pinterest on a, smaller, on a smaller scale because it's more, it's still visual like Instagram, but you kind of have to like link it to a blog and do a whole bunch of other steps as far as, you know, promoting it and getting it really seen. But you definitely, and it's in a, in a sense of averting a crisis from the social media aspect, if that would happen, you need to have multiple steps in place to kind of offset that. Yeah. So after something like that, so your example, again, um, say Facebook, Instagram, just, you know, blows up and now you only have emails. But your your uh, followers, your customers only know you for Instagram, even though they follow you emails and stuff like that. So, how do you gain back that confidence to your customers after a crisis um, when they're known for you for one thing, one platform, but now you got to use like maybe something secondary to actually communicate with them? But how do you gain that confidence back to your customers to build up your reputation again, or just get back to where you were before? Um, and it's and it's a process. It's a rebuilding process. What you would do within that moment. Um, you should already be in the habit of emailing your list regularly. So like if your list, for, for example, you have 500 subscribers, you'd want to email them probably like maybe once or twice a month just so they can regularly see you outside of Instagram. And then what happens is, then what happens is that you create a relationship with them so that you can take them off the platform if need be. So that should always be first and foremost, always be creating that relationship in a sense 
of a crisis like that may just happen one day. And I think people just don't think it can. So then that's when things kind of go downhill when it does happen. Mm-hmm. So besides, you know, COVID or, you know, Instagram going down, is there any practical ways to know when, you know, things are dwindling? Um, and what I mean by practical, maybe that maybe not enough viewers on your YouTube, or maybe, you know, you're not getting enough customers for a certain month, and you realize that there's a decline trend, uh, which can lead to a crisis. Um, so I was wondering, you know, what are some things like, like red, you know, dots, red uh, stop signs to, to actually start having a crisis plan before it gets too bad? Right. If you're, for example, and I'll put up a great point with YouTube, you started seeing a slow, you start seeing a, um, a slow increase in your views, then it means that the content you're not putting out is not matching with your existing audience. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of difficult to measure, but after your first couple of videos, like you put three videos out, four videos out, and you go to like, you know, let's say on a big scale, 20K views, it's like nine, eight, then you done, then something's wrong here. Um, then you need to reevaluate what you're doing and try to get your feedback from your audience, maybe asking them in a poll, okay, what do you guys want to see? So that way, again, you're still establishing that relationship. You're still establishing trust and care that you value what they have to say as well. And then you bring that in your next piece of content and that kind of should put everything back on track. Mm-hmm. So, like and as far as the sales aspect, it can be a 5% decrease to 10% decrease but it's sometimes it matters on the month. That's kind of hard to measure unless things stay consistent. I really won't worry about a sales problem unless I got three consistent months where I've just done completely horrible. Mm. Like that's when I'm like, okay, so what's going on? How do I fix it? Is it my marketing? Is it, is they no longer interested interested in the product? Is the price point hard to gather new, new customers? So it's always a series of questions you're asking yourself to try to produce the best solution possible. You can never just go with your gut instinct on this. It's easy to say, okay, well, I feel like it's this, and you attack it, but then you're attacking the wrong thing. And like you said earlier, you can do more harm than good like that. Mm. Okay. Okay. So for you personally, how do you manage like crisis for your business? And, you know, when things come up, how do you, you know, do some um, management when it does, when you're hitting the moment um, from your experience? Well, even beyond when I had my own business, back when I was in management, before, before I even started my own business, I was a general manager for a foreign company, okay. and, for a foreign company, and I had a crisis, crisis left and right because I was in with subcontractors. So majority of the time, I had to step back and just evaluate how can I tackle certain situations. There was one particular in- incident where I had an installer mess up a woman's piping in her unit, and when she got back from vacation, her entire unit was flooded out, Ooh. right? So, you know, that's the big problem, you know, water damage, insurance. So now as a general manager, it falls on me to make sure that person's taken care of. So instead of me just saying, oh, well, we'll just redo your unit, got to think outside the box and go above and beyond. So what I did, I managed to, um, I went ahead and arranged a hotel for her to stay for the next three days so that she doesn't have to worry about that. And and since she don't got to worry about where to go, we'll help move her stuff and we'll redo her unit. We'll fix the pipe and we'll do whatever we have to do because we messed up. But I wanted you to know that we got you, that we, you know, want to take care of you. And we're not going to put you just in a regular, you know, rinky-dink hotel. We're going to put you somewhere nice. So that's what we did. And it was still rough, but she appreciated and we didn't lose that entire account because I was able to think swiftly, but also, you know, have a plan of action to tackle that bigger problem. Nice, nice. 
I like the fact that you hit every aspect and making sure that, you know, when things do happen, you mitigate as much as you can. Um, so let's talk about actually being a workplace. I, I think sometimes, especially now, like a lot of people work from home and people are not seeing people that, that, um, that much, but let's take it back when, you know, things were, you know, somewhat normal. Um, so there's, a, there's something going on in the workplace, you know, maybe, you know, some HR dispute or, you know, there's something going on with your business in, in person. Um, so what kind of things can happen in the workplace? Because I, I think sometimes um, there's always a blind door when you're actually, you know, in an organization, a, a corporation, and basically whatever happens stays in that company here and there. But I think if we put it all out there, what um, other companies are, are, are seeing and what entrepreneurs are seeing too, I think people will be easier to understand like, okay, there's something that's happening, um, like a crisis is not so just particularly to me, like a lot of people see it. So I was wondering from your past experience um, in the workplace, what have you seen um, going on in corporations and maybe um, your own entrepreneurship um, um, experiences? Well, and, no, and as far as the work aspect, for the honesty, I'm, I'm picking this up from my past experience as a GM. Um, it's a, the, the biggest crisis that can happen is when you're in a relationship style business where your sales, everything is mitigated off of, you know, how well you know this person, how much you two get along. There's a lot of room for error there. One bad conversation or one instance of hearsay, even something that's false, can cause turbulence in that relationship, depending on who you're in the relationship with. And in that aspect, you kind of always have to be on guard, understanding this relationship business. Mm -hmm. I have to always show up. I have to always bring my best foot forward in a sense, because once a relationship crisis gets hit, where you're in a business where you know you got five big accounts that make up your entire business, and let's say three of those accounts go left because mm -hmm. something they heard, you have a huge crisis now. Because now mm -hmm. there's more than half your income gone. So in a sense of the workplace, it's like you always have to be building a positive relationship. It's like personal branding. You never stop building a personal brand. Same thing with the workplace. You never stop building those relationships with people, with vendors, with higher ups, with other companies. Because in a crisis, in a real crisis, you'll know which ones will have your back. Have you ever been to a grocery store and mm -hmm. during came and all the milk eggs water that's wiped out completely yeah <laughs> all gone how do you think certain stores are able to restock and other ones are just they just fail at it because yeah. the ones that have restocked have relationships with other vendors and truck drivers and their manufacturers to get them this stuff quicker than another one mm. you see what I'm saying? Right. that's why it's important to keep for businesses to keep relationships to avert crisis as well because like I say, that's the prime example of how, okay, two stores, they sell the same product, but because one has a better relationship and they continue to build that rapport, they were able to come out better in, this, in the case of a real crisis. Hmm. I like that. I like that. And, and I think so too, it will be easier to, I guess, mitigate and um, solve uh, problems for the start when you know that you have the resources for when it happens and that all comes with relationships from your example. Um, so I think too, well, entrepreneurs, just knowing when um, we actually planning for a crisis or when things are actually going on, who you could have as a resource, and that'll make you know the planning for that way more easier um, than than just going on your own. Um, so also as well, um, so 
what will be, I guess, uh, a backup plan? So say like you have, you know, example here, right? So we there's a hurricane, um, you know, this one store has, you know, their, their eggs and water prepared um, and they have, you know, enough resources. But then again, you know what I'm saying? People look for toilet paper. <laughs> um type of thing so <laughs> so how, what how do you how do you i guess you know what i'm saying navigate um your your crisis management plan or plan for crisis when you think you have the answer to your problem but then again you're hidden from uh, another side angle so how would you you know uh switch gears uh to make sure that you're actually answering the the to the problem that's actually at hand in that case if you've done all you can planning wise yeah. And you get hit with something like that, then you just get hit with something like that. So that, so in that situation, you would have to bring some outside, so probably some outside consultant, like talk to. If you're in, a, if you are work at a business and you're in, in like a higher management, you may want to call try to get some assistance. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur, then you really have to have a conversation with your team hmm. because then this, the the problem is bigger than just you. You don't have any toilet paper in your store. Yeah. <laughs> is now out of control so you have to now bring only one person can brainstorm so much if you're just hitting wall after wall like i don't know how i can get this done okay let me call my vendor you call you call a vendor and then maybe you create a temporary contract with the people that supply your store with paper it may be it may not be charmin or bounty or angel saw Mm -hmm. it's the regular paper that's going to be given to the store employees but you sell that as an option you see what i'm saying yeah. And that's something you come to as, you know, you come with when you brainstorm with other people, you brainstorm with uh, with the upper management. Mm-hmm. Because every HR department should have some type of crisis management or some kind of uh, crisis department strictly for handling stuff like that. But unfortunately, a lot of times underutilized. They, they don't they don't act on that. It's up to a lot of times for the people that are in-house to handle their own problems. Mm-hmm. OK, OK, I like that. I really like that. And yeah, it's up to it's your problem that you don't have toilet paper. It's your problem that, you know what I'm saying, that things are, you're not planning for that thing. So you got to bring extra help. And I think sometimes too, people see like consulting and bringing other resources, uh, maybe something that it's maybe too expensive or, you know, not really uh, in the arsenal, but you'd be surprised um, actually getting someone that's an expert in that specific field could save you a lot of time and, you know, a lot of effort. A lot um, of money. <laughs> a lot of money too, and, you know, in, mm-hmm. a, in the long run. Um, so those, those definitely good tips to have, um, good to have. So overall, you know, crisis management, um, do you think it's something that a lot of people should actually be focusing on right now during the climate of, you know, this, the world? Um, or is it something that, you know, we're just in a, I guess a hot phase right now because, you know, COVID, um, People should definitely fo- focus on it, and I'm a and I'm I'm a business coach, right? So mm. I don't know how many t- how many businesses I've seen fall because they didn't have any kind of backup plan whatsoever for this, and it's kind of hard to. But I'm gonna give you an example. So people that just sold stuff in store when they mm. were hitting these hard lockdowns and couldn't open up at all, they had no way to get things to the customer. They had no way to really communicate with the customer because they neglected the online piece of their business for so long. Yeah. Right. But then let's say shop B, they, you know, they have, they run a smaller shop. They run stuff out of the store. Okay. But we can open up half days for production and we can ship off site and we can still get orders over the internet. Hmm. They were able to still come out on top because of this. So 
this experience was very unfortunate, but it should taught a lot of people that things can happen in an instant. You can't neglect one part of your business because it's uncomfortable or that you're not used to really handling. So every aspect of your business, you should be privy to. You don't have to be as hands-on, but you need to know what's going on. You know, there's no reason why a shop has no website, right? Mm. There's no reason why um, an online business has no customer service department or doesn't know much about customer service. You know, there's no reason for any of that now. Because the people that, that align themselves with that type of thinking, they're not in business anymore. Or they're trying to recoup over months and months of taking consistent losses. Mm. It's going to take even longer to rebuild because they've been in the red for so long. So the people that were able to make adjustments, crisis management, they were able to come up with a solution, make adjustments. They were the ones that were able to still hold on to the business. Mm. Mm. So going to your clients, you know, besides not thinking about um, customer service or things that need pertaining to the business, uh, what do you typically see as the main issue um, um, when you consult to them and talk to your clients? And what is your way of just giving them this advice to actually um, solve it? My biggest, my biggest problem with clients is, well, the way I work with my clients, I run through, I, I use the programs, 12-week program. Um, but a lot of them, when they get to that, that mid part where now it's time for actual creating a, a product with value, mm-hmm. a, a lot of them really don't understand because they're so used to the model of, I want to get paid for my work. I want to get paid for my time. So the, the, the idea of offering something for free just to get, you know, just to get more eyes on your product to sell them on the back end is foreign to a lot of people. They don't really understand the connect. So this is what I tell them, okay? You can <laughs> you can get away for free or you can have mm-hmm. no one looking at your Either way, you're not going to make any money right away. So would you rather not do it and have eyes on your product or would you rather, you know, would you do it, have eyes on your product or not do it and have no customers anyway? Mm-hmm. Then that's when normally I get the turnaround and we're able to really come up with some really unique and ideal solutions. Mm, I like that. I really like that. So it's more of, you know, what what is really going to help in the long run? You know, what is the thing that's actually going to push you forward? Um, right. And, you know, so either way, it's going to be tough. But, you know, what I'm saying like the, the way you talked about it is that, you know, you, you want to pick the lesser of, of not even two evils, but the ones that actually going to give you the more residual long time. Uh, so I really right. like that. I really like that. I really so where people actually can find, you know, more about what you do, get some more information from you, maybe be one of your clients and get, um, you know, some good tips about crisis management and the things that you're doing. Man, my uh, my DMs are always open. I mean, you can follow me at Rock Your Business. That's a U-R instead of a Y-O-U. Um, and then just look at the content. I have a lot of business content in general, really informative com- content. And if you have problems with crisis management or you need more of an opinion, like I said, my DMs are always open to have conversations and talk about it. Um, very open platform. Also, uh, you uh, not YouTube, sorry, Facebook. Um, you can find it under rockyourbusiness.cs as the, as the username. So you can find me on those two platforms primarily. As a way, to, you know, as a way to contact me, because we can chop it up about about anything, not just crisis management. I love talking business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have a lot of great content for sure. I could definitely attest to that. Thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, no problem. But thank you, man, for coming to the show. Like, I think you know, crisis management is a really uh, important topic. You definitely hit all the things on the nail, um, guys. You definitely want to get tuned to uh, Samuel, aka Rocket Business. Definitely check him out on the platforms that he that he uh, shared with us. 
Uh, but thank you, man, for coming to Winner's Circle. We can't wait to talk to you again about, you know, more stuff and just stay in touch of what you're doing and stuff. Hey, most definitely, man. Just let me know. I I'd love to come back. I have yeah. fun. Definitely for sure, man. Thank you for sure, man. <laughs> well, all right, man. Talk soon, boss. All right, man. See you soon. All right.